Welcome to KJV Cafe, where we explore great truths from God's holy word in a simple, down-to-earth fashion. Romans 10:17 shows us where faith comes from. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Let's grow our faith together in the cafe today. Our program is hosted by Pastor Clark Covington and brought to you by Heartland Ministries. Grab your Bible and a hot cup of coffee or tea and join us now as we explore God's holy word. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you for joining me. Good to be here today. Today we are discussing God's way for us to be saved only coming from Christ Jesus and what he did on the cross and this controversial topic of substitutionary death. Do you know that that's controversial, that there are many um, religious uh, denominations or church sects or whatever you want to say that don't believe that? They don't actually believe uh, that man is inherently sinful and that Christ had to die for man, Christ being fully righteous, uh, being sinless, and that that shed blood, that covering of that shed blood led to the remission of sin for those that would believe on Christ's perfect work on the cross. There are many people that don't believe that. And, you know, we need to get our beliefs straight. Uh, How can we have faith uh, in something we don't understand? Uh, How can we have faith in something that we can't, like, at all understand? Now, you may say, Brother Clark, I don't understand the whole Bible. I don't understand all the ways of God. Look, his ways are higher than our ways. His ways are so much higher than our ways. It's like the heavens from the earth. We can't understand everything about God. But what we can do is work to understand what he'd have us to understand, that he gave us in his perfect word in the King James Bible, he gave us 66 books that are our uh, instructions for life. They are our source of truth, and they are where we get uh, this idea of man being sinful and needing a savior. And anybody that reads the Bible at face value and doesn't see that man is sinful and needs a savior I believe that God is covering their eyes, that God will not allow them to come to an understanding because they have some kind of evil or wickedness in them or they have unbelief in them, whatever it is. We know that only God can open the word. We know that God is the one that saves. Amen. As a preacher, I talk to our congregation about soul winning and talk on the radio about soul winning. And all we're doing is planting the seed because we need God then to open that up and to convict that soul. And 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 God does the saving. We're just, you know, spreading the seed here. Amen. That's what we do at the KJV Cafe. And my belief, as I understand it, is that God will save through the studying of his word, that God will enlighten and edify through the studying of his word. That's why we do this. I I felt God's strong calling on me from from a, a while back here to go ahead and get involved in the radio ministry and to share the truths in his word so that others could then be edified, the, the saints of God that are saved, and to save those that have not been saved and maybe had not responded uh, to other methods well, guess what the best best method is? It's getting into the operating manual. And the operating manual for how this whole thing works is the Bible. And the Bible tells us we are saved through our belief, through our faith. And we're working through Romans 4 here, 4, 17 through 25. As it is written, I've made thee, this is Abram, later to be called Abraham. Uh, Romans 4, 17, as it is written, I've made thee a father of many nations before whom he believed 
Even God, who quickeneth the dead, or make alive the dead, and calleth those things which be not as though they were, who against hope believed in hope, that he might become the father of many nations, according to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead, when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God, being fully persuaded that what he had promised he was able to perform, and therefore it was imputed to him for righteousness. Now it was written for his sake alone, that it was imputed to him. Excuse me, verse 23. Now it was not written for his sake alone that it was imputed to him, but for us also to whom it shall be imputed if we believe on him that raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead, who was delivered for our offenses and was raised again for our justification. Romans 5.1 caps it off with, therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, so we see here in Romans 4, substitutionary death, the idea that Jesus Christ died for the sins of the world. And the idea uh, here that's being tied in, that Paul is tying in, is a time pass in the Old Testament uh, when, when Abraham believed. I think it was Genesis 15, if I remember correctly. Abraham believed God's promise. And God's promise was he was going to make a a huge people, uh, countless, a numerous people, like the grains of sand, like the stars in the sky, out of Abraham, who, with Sarah, his wife, could not have a child. And Abraham was a hundred. And Sarah was 90, okay? And they didn't have a child. And, and God's saying, you're going to have a child. And they're saying, you're crazy, right? In their mind, you know, in the flesh. But Abraham believed. He said, okay, you're God, I believe. You're God, I believe. And the same way that God did something miraculous through Abraham and Sarah and that child being born, which was Isaac, who would marry Rebekah, they would end up having Jacob. And Jacob would end up bringing the 12 tribes of Israel into the world. And the 12 tribes of Israel, that is the root of God's chosen people. When they finally, Israelites are finally allowed to go into Canaan land, they break it up between the 12 tribes. When the disciples ask, what are we going to be doing in heaven? Uh, Jesus answered, you will be ruling over the 12 tribes. It's a very important thing. So we know they're more mortalized in heaven. We know that they are God's chosen people. And we know that they start with this person, Abraham, and that Abraham was not justified by being some superstar, not being uh, some amazing person in terms of like works or looks or riches or pedigree. No, he was a man after God's heart because he believed God. And what God is telling us here is if we believe God in that Christ died for us and that we believe that Christ was risen from the dead. Kind of hard to believe, right? Just like it was kind of hard to believe Sarah was going to have a child in old age. Kind of hard to believe that God is just going to raise up this person that was crucified on the cross from the dead and he was going to walk the earth 40 days and 40 nights and be seen by over 500. But it happened. And when we believe on what Christ did on the cross, when we believe the idea of a substitutionary death, the idea that we had sin or we had an offense, verse 25 says, who was delivered for our offenses and raised again for our justification. When we believe in this, that we had a sin offense that we couldn't pay, a sin debt we couldn't pay, and that Christ paid that, that, that sin debt on the cross and was raised again, and we 
believing on Christ, are dying to our old selves, our old nature, and we are raised again with Christ, and we are new with Christ. We are now justified by his finished work. When we do that, then we are at peace with God. Romans 5.1, therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. This also would be the concept of the ministry of reconciliation. What kind of ministry are we in? And we're trying to win souls to the Lord. We're in the ministry of reconciliation. We are reconciling the lost sinner to God through Christ Jesus. And that is the only way to do it. And what we have is a very simple idea here that it comes down to belief. And we realize in life, so many people want to work for their salvation. They want to believe in one God that is a spirit in heaven and is benign, is just over there, like doing nothing, doesn't care about holiness, just going to float around into heaven. And then everybody comes in and in wholesale, in bulk, everyone comes in as they die into heaven and there are butterflies and there's, you know, sunny skies and rainbows and everything is great. People want to believe that. But God in his mercy gave us the Bible to tell us the truth, that we have a sin debt we can't pay. And that when we accept Christ as Savior, we're truly saved, amen, we're born again. And what we realize is that God is actually three persons. And so it's not just one spirit God, it's God the Father who is a spirit, amen. God the Son, right, who is the only begotten Son, that's Jesus Christ, right, uh, who came in earthly form, but was also a spirit. And then we have God, the Holy Ghost. That's the third part of the Holy Trinity. So we have God, the Father, sending God, the Son, to reconcile humanity to himself, those that would believe on the finished work of the cross that the Son willingly, obediently let himself be crucified for, and the Father raised him from the dead. And then when we believed, we get the Holy Spirit living within us, and we now have God living within us. That's where you might hear the church is living within you, your body is a temple, and so on and so forth. That is the Holy Trinity. And so we realize that God is very active in the world, and that God has a very deep personal interest in every individual. In fact, he knows how many hairs are on your head. He knows everything about you. He knew you before he created you, amen? And so he has a plan for for everyone and he wants people to, the Bible says that, that, that the Lord desires all to come to the knowledge of repentance, the idea that we have a problem. Because if we can't identify our sin, identify our offense, if we can't say that we're sinners, then we'll never say we have a problem and we won't understand our need for God. And so God gave us the law in the Old Testament to understand we could never fulfill the law and therefore we understand our deep need for him. And we realize uh, we have a problem. We did a poster for our church window. And on the poster, this was for the holidays. Uh, some of the younger folks colored a verse uh, from the Beatitudes, a couple of verses. Uh, blessed are they that mourn and blessed are they that are poor in spirit. And, and you know, it's funny doing that for the holidays because it's not exactly like, hey, this is a chipper, happy verse. But you know what? What it was pointing out is those that mourn realize that they have a nature that, that is dying and they need help. Those that are poor in spirit realize that they can't do it on their own, that they are poor, that they are broken, they are bankrupt, that they need God and that God is the way 
to salvation, that God is the way to being made whole, that God is the way to being reconciled. And yet it all comes down to that belief. Abraham was justified by his faith. We are justified by our faith. The only way to be saved through Jesus' finished work on the cross is to believe on that work as it were true. Not to believe it happened historically, but to believe that you have a need. Uh, I've heard a preacher say this. I can't think of uh, which one it was, but they were saying if you were on a boat and you fell off and you were drowning, would you believe that you needed a life vest? Yes, you would believe you needed a life vest. You needed, you needed, you needed some way not to drown. If you saw somebody on a boat that was drowning, you may say they need a life vest, but you may not say that you were drowning. So we need to identify our situation, identify our need, accept Christ as Savior, realize we're justified by faith, and then realize what happens after that. Abraham received what? He received the promise. He believed on God and he had that son. He had Isaac. It's incredible. He received the promise. And then as Abraham could see from heaven, I'm sure God would allow him to know all that had happened since then. For his chosen people. And what do we receive? We receive the promise. So we have a miraculous situation for Abraham. We have God working for Abraham. And when we believe as Abraham believed, we're justified. We have the miraculous working for us. We have the Holy Spirit guiding us. Uh, We realize all of a sudden that our life is completely new. And ask anyone that's saved all the changes in their life after they've been saved. And they're incredible. They're miraculous. They're unbelievable. I don't have time for all the testimonies. But God can cure addiction that no one else can cure. God can cure behaviors that no one else can cure. God can do all the remarkable things that you can imagine, but it all starts with belief. And once you have that belief, then you receive the promise. And what I love about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, is he promised he'll never leave us. He even prayed to God, asking God that not one would be lost from him that are his. Amen. So we know that we have Jesus within us, and we know that we'll be with Jesus for an eternity in heaven, and that that promise cannot be broken. And it all starts by believing what God said in his word, by believing what the working of the Holy Spirit Paul wrote in the Bible in Romans 4, that we are justified by our faith and that we are made whole by God. We have peace through God, with God through Christ Jesus. Thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate it. Take care. God bless and amen. Thanks for listening to this episode of KJV Cafe. Have a question for Pastor Clark? Email him directly at clark at enduringpromise.org or visit kjvcafe.com and click the envelope button on the homepage. Our program is hosted by Pastor Clark Covington and brought to you by Heartland Ministries. We'll close today with Psalm 119 verses 166 through 168. Lord, I have hoped for thy salvation and done thy commandments. My soul hath kept thy testimonies, and I love them exceedingly. I have kept thy precepts and thy testimonies, for all my ways are before thee.